it's an anniversary show for August 30th, 2017. How is it going, everybody? Oh my God! I hope I hope my feet are okay. I'm kind of tired, but whatever. God, that's a new album from the Queens of the Stone Age, the Villains. I just picked it up today. I was out of town last week. I was at Markham. Just got back, and then it's an anniversary show, like I said, as promised. It's going to be packed, gem-packed. It's not going to be all Colin Kaepernick. I collected a list of questions, and then uh, it's a lot of questions, I must say. So it's two pages. Jesus, font 10. So I'm going to go through these, but um, since it's the anniversary, got to do a speech. Speech. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I can't believe it's exactly 52 episodes since this thing launched. Um yeah, there are some weeks that were skipped, especially more recently after I moved to Detroit. But, uh, you know, it's, I'm glad I, I kept the pace and then uh, I kept the consistency like I said I would. And then uh, uh, it's just, it, that, yeah, I'm becoming speechless. It's unbelievable. I thought I was ready. But um, I'm going to keep going. I'm not doing this for monetary purposes. I'm, I'm just doing for shooting the breeze, shooting the fun. Who knows if it makes money, great. Vmoda, sponsor me, goddammit. I'm using your headset and the and the Yeti. I'm using your microphone, but then which podcaster doesn't, right? So, uh, well, that was a great last year. And then I'm sure all these, these questions, we're going to look back on the year that it was. And then the stupid stupidity that I've spewed out over the last 52 weeks and all that. And, and then the, this is to the next 52 weeks or 52 years. I don't know. I'm, I'm recording this for my enjoyment and for the potential descendants like i say it over and over if you haven't heard the past episodes is the origin of the show i'm just doing it you know and so that you know if i hear back and then i'll be like ah, i didn't know i wasn't having that political position you know and then somewhere down the road and i become a curmudgeon conservative or something you know become a family man or like if i have a kid and then if the kid is like hey like why why is why is why is this kim family so hateful why where is this coming from is it my fault no son daughter offspring it just it's just in our blood, so this is the uh, verbal recording of it. At least it's just from one generation of my family in our blood. And I think we're pretty good at hating. So a uh, bit of an off-topic, but uh, I, I got hated on super hard by mom last week, uh, which was uh, when I was back home. And then I, I'll be honest, this is an open book. This is an open book podcast. I was picking my nose. That's right, it's disgusting, but it's goddamn perfect. Picking my nose, and then my mom came out of the her bedroom. It was like nine in the morning or something, and I was just digging away. Then she just goes, she just yelled. My dad woke up. She just yelled, "Why don't I just get you a shovel? Clearly, you're not digging deep enough." And then my dad woke up and complained. I was like, "Did you talk about a shovel?" And then like, yeah, I did. I just gave a backstory about that. But anyways, there are so many hate stories that i can give but i was like wow i i had no response to that i i just stopped i just stopped and i'm like god damn it bk you're 29 you're still digging your whatever doing this shit and i'm, I'm sorry it's a it's a it's a habit it's a bad habit you know like drinking and all that stuff but anyways i i'm, I'm not gonna waste any more time so uh thank you for listening i i this is to the next 52 weeks and if you want to get on my get on the show like Bushan and uh, Maziar, who did Tommy and Maurice and all these people did, and then you know talk about anything, anything, sports, politics, bleh, technology, whatever. You can talk about it. I'm I'm op- I'm all open books, finance, stock investment, all that stuff. We're gonna continue to do that, okay?
without further ado, I I got a gazillion list of questions, and some of them might be redundant. I am not sure, but let's dig in. Uh, first question: Can you compare slash contrast the different stages of your life? What? <sighs> Toronto undergrad in Ann Arbor, grad school in Boulder, TPM in Seattle. Now another TPM in Warren, Detroit. K, thanks. I don't know if I can answer this question. Good question, but uh, I will say I I I don't know. Compare contrast. That's such a vague thing. Um, you know, I was younger, <laughs> and then I'm getting older, and this is a verbal artifact of it. So, uh, I was young and stupid and shy, and then now I'm less shy, and I have more. I have more of a don't give a fuck or decaf attitude about life. Uh, for now, and then if I have kids, maybe I'll be a helicopter parent, and then maybe I'll be more sensitive and all that stuff. You know, at that DEFCON one two level that I always always at, like it does in Seattle. I don't know. So um, I think I got calmer, <laughs> and then my hating game is uh, it, I I kind of calmed down. I'll be honest. So that that's the simplest way of answering it from. All the way from my high school, middle school days through college, grad school, and first job, and then the second job. I'm definitely more relaxed, so that's that would be the easiest comparison. Uh, what's your favorite? What's my favorite food? Uh, similar question. What was my favorite favorite school lunch or least favorite? Um, I don't know. This is like I don't have a favorite food. This is where I get wishy washy or really picky, which whichever you want to call it. I, I like pizza because it's so simple, and this is not some Tinder date profile. But I like pizza, and when school lunch, pizza, pizza lunches are always awesome. My what was my least favorite? Uh, I don't know if I had a least favorite because they don't. Uh, well, I guess some Korean. Well, back in elementary school, back in Korea, the motherland, like they had some traditional Korean dish like super stew. I just definitely didn't like. I can't like a lot of the seaweeds, not the seaweed, but like the really deep bean paste stuff that was too deep. I can't describe it in English, but some of the really, really traditional Korean dishes, those are at least of my favorite lunches. And then uh, my favorite, favorite food, pizza, easiest. But I'm definitely not eating pizza right now because that's carbs. So there you go. What's my favorite day of the week? What the fuck kind of question is this? Uh, Saturday. Saturday, cause uh, I the one life I advice that I got back in Michigan for college from my advisor was take 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 two days off, you know, like for the for the Muslims it's Friday to pray, for Orthodox Jews it was Saturday, and then for the Christians it was Sunday to go pray and then go do the religious practice. So take always always take two days off, take that weekend. So and it ended up being that I worked a lot on Sunday, and then a Friday has become like a half relaxing day. But Friday is also there's that pressure is like I gotta go out, I gotta do something. So Saturday has become like you look whatever happened Friday or whatever I didn't do Friday, I'm just gonna relax. So Saturday is my favorite day, and also like when I'm watching sports, Saturday hockey night in Canada. Or college football days, it just it's just a good day to be off, and then it's not just before Sunday or something. So Saturday would be my favorite. It's uh, it's it's a complete off day for me in general. 
uh, ever since in my third year in college. I always take that day off. I don't study or do any of that. I focus my work on Sunday and then Friday, half day off. All right, uh, next set of questions. Why are boomers so spiteful about avocados? Well, I say go listen to the episode 39, Blame Millennials and Avocados. I kind of talk about this. I think it's a scapegoat. And then, believe it or not, that episode had the highest number of listens so far that I can track metrics-wise, which is another conversation, getting the metrics of podcast. Apple, I'm looking at you. Uh, I think it's just a bad scapegoat, and it's a fat food. And then boomers, they don't like hearing hippie young people shit, you know, like kale and all that. It's like, you got to eat kale. You got you to gotta eat avocado. That's a good fat. I, I just think it's just uh, old people being old people, and then uh, you and I are going to end up doing the same thing. And then, like, hey, who knows? Like, the nectarine, you got to eat that shit, man. And then, like, fuck nectarine. I'm going to eat orange or plums. Like, fuck nectarines. Like, I'm going to get a real peach. So I think it's just the uh, old people being old. Uh, why did it Jeff Bezos to realize whole food prices were too damn high? Why did it take so long for Jeff Bezos to realize that Whole Foods prices were too damn high? <laughs> I think that's the question. Uh, good question. I would ask Jeff Bezos that question. Uh, that uh, prices too damn high for the groceries? Um, I th- I think it's just I don't I think he always knew that like look if because I all right business talk. Jeff Bezos is a guy who's customer first, right? Look at how Amazon does its service with a Prime and then the immediate customer service and then awesome prices while the employees don't get paid the most, you know, except for certain services. So if you look at things like that, you know, I'm sure Jeff Bezos realized like, you know what, 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 what is the most, what is the biggest pitfall that Whole Food has? It's like, oh, whole wallet, you know, whole wallet food. That's what it is. So I think Jeff Bezos then said, all right, how much can we cut? We cut the prices of the bananas from 99, 79 cents per pound, depending on the city you're in, to 69 cents per pound. My God, I facetiously, facetiously said on Facebook, like, I didn't know this was possible, although I knew it was possible. Farmers may get paid less or hopefully may get less cut, but hell, what the hell? You know, 69 cents per pound for organic bananas that are tasting better than those, uh, you know, the, 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 cent- the, other, the other Central American you know the what what you might call it the 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 the, the non GMO bananas that people die over. You know, look up look up that shit like where Delmont gets their fucking bananas. It's 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 fucking criminal. These are at least the Whole Foods ones are from Colombia. So I think Jeff Bezos is applying the same uh, customer first approach that he always had with the all the other Amazon services with Prime, uh, you know, Auto, AWS, and all that stuff. So he's just looking for that room to help. You know, get more people get into his platform. God, I hate that word or the environment. So I think that's what happened. So I don't think it's a matter of time. He he knew it coming in, and then you know, and then he bid that thirteen point nine billion dollars, and he was pretty cutthroat about it. If you're trying to have a bidding war, our Amazon offer is off. What an awesome dick move. You know, props to him, man. Like, don't fuck around with us. This is a serious offer. Do not start a bidding war. Do not take an offer from Walmart or, like, take a bidding war. You know, just take that, yeah, anyone, anyone, and then co- come back to us, Amazon, and say, like, hey, you want to pay $15 billion? Fuck that. Take it or leave it. Godfather approach. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, next question. Last year, everyone was laughing because Trump was running for prez, and people said he had no chance. Now he's prez, 
and people can't believe it and are waiting for his next next stupid move. Any real change in your day to day life that you noticed? Ah, God, that's a loaded question. Um, this probably covers a lot of the October November episodes that I recorded about Trump, all the debate debate stuff. I recorded real time after the debates. Uh, any real day to day life that I changed? I will go back to episode thirteen, which was. I'm leaving. I can't vote, so I'm leaving, which is a post-election uh, aftermath thing that I talked about. You know, I was like, I was like looking over my shoulder, kind of thing at Best Buy when I was looking at TV to get distracted, and I look at white people, and I'd be like, "Does this motherfucker vote for Trump?" <laughs> you know, that kind of doubt. And then, you know, or I had that moment again, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago about Charlottesville. Like, how are the white supremacists created? Episode fifty. 51? I don't remember. One of those two. But I'm like, did this motherfucker, is this a secret white supremacist? And like, looking over his shoulder a little bit, but then you go like, this is an intrusive thought. Like, if I get annoyed by those thoughts, like, I'm not gonna live life. But those are just like, jokingly, semi-serious thoughts that I have. So that's the only day-to-day life that it changed. But um, also, I, hey, I've been more open to talk politics. Like, Yay, what the hell? And then Dave Chappelle's joke is right. Like, white people never talk politics. Like, Harvard, like, white men fuck their wife. They'll talk about it. But politics, whoa, 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 Dave, Dave, Dave. Like, but, you know, I said, I don't give a fuck. Again, DGAF moment comes in. And I mean, I don't give a fuck. And then just talk about it. It's like, let's be honest with this. If you want to make the country and society better in 2017. So, uh, be more open. And then uh, looking over my shoulder, jokingly, time to time. What about in the news since you cover... That on your show. Uh, in the news, I don't think anything changed. CNN hasn't changed. It's just a clickbait, watchbait. Internet hasn't changed. And then I, I'm glad that Facebook and Twitter, all these guys are fucking handling the fake news shit. That, that, that is a problem. But it's free speech. It's like, yeah. There's a free speech that's satire, and there's a free speech that's a flat-out lie. And then if there's a lie that impedes a society as a whole, fuck that shit. And we'll get to that in a later in a little bit. There's another question related to white t- people seem to be fighting back on the whole Black Lives Matter. Ah, that's overgeneralization, I must say. And then uh, I, you know, if you look at many of those protests, like there are a lot of white people showing up too. And then like I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a be all end all solution to it. Hey, you know, there there are certain that f- feeling. I talked about this a year ago. Exactly on that Colin Kaepernick episode, like people don't have the perspective on or the exact, they don't realize what the cause is. They just, people only care about what they see in front of them and they feel like they're oppressed and all that shit. Not realizing fact that no, you're not the, you're not the oppressed. You're just, you're just playing victim for no fucking reason. So, but there are definitely people who talk about white privilege and all that stuff. And then, yeah, check your privilege, man or women. Or Zen, whatever you want to call it. You know, there are those people. So, um, uh, yeah, there are those people. But I think it's a short-term human-animal thinking coming up doing that. Uh, what will, when, will US, when will the U.S. intervene with the escalating tension in North Korea? Or how significant is China's involvement with the process of easing tensions with Kim Jong just rewarded nicer? I think that was rewarded nicely. And then I got a similar question here. On the scale of 1 to 10, how big a concern is North Korea's missile test over Japan? Uh, yeah, let me talk about North Korea. I said this many times before. I forgot which North Korea stuff I talked about in which episode. But uh, the thing is, maybe I'll say it. Korea is a nation. Look at me 
armchair quarterbacking here, has not been historically a country that invaded. And then the one guy that that gave me a comparison when I mentioned this was like, oh, like Poland. He's like, yeah, we get invaded a lot, and we're pretty stubborn people. He's like, get the fuck off my couch, and then like we drink and yell and swear like I'm doing right now. But you know what? Like we never invade. So North Korea, all they do is tease, tease, tease. They'll never attack. South Korea, if they attack, you know that like it's like, oh, what if they attack U.S.? They'll never come to U.S. I don't know how good that missile system is. I'm sure like. American NSA or some shit will find the bug and then like put a malware or some shit like they did in Iran. So I I think it will be perfectly fine. But how big a concern is it? What will what will China do? When will US intervene? Uh Trump is talking shit and then cost my fucking stocks and everybody else's stock. Uh so let me let me break this down. How sh- how much should you be worried? None. I wouldn't say none. Probably one or two. It's not DefCon one. It's not DefCon five. It's okay. Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen to Americans. Guam's gonna be okay. When will U.S. intervene? If they actually attack South, that's when they'll intervene because that's where the military bases are or Japan. But that's not gonna happen. That means U.S. runs over North Korea and then China is fucked. So how significant is China's involvement in the process of this? Ah,、uh, greatly, because China is not interested in uniting the Korean Peninsula unless. South Korean government says, "You know what? We're going with you, China, which U.S. will never let it happen." So the country will be divided, and German people understand this, sadly. So, you know, and Korea and geographically is a perfect area to see Russia, Japan, South Asia, Southeast Asia, China, and even India. So, it, and then the U.S. So it's a perfect located Pacific, you know, base. So I don't think this will ever end, and China will. Do its utmost to keep it divided, and then have two entities of Korea, which is sad. There's, you know, a lot of families divided, including mine, my dad's side, and then my grandma's side, and then you know all that shit. Okay, all right. Moving on from this political question, uh, what were your expectation of the Jays? Did they disappoint you? Related question: Should the Jays tra- should the Jays have traded Donaldson already? Uh. I expected them to be in the same position they were in last year, and then, but then again, the position they're in, which is like second, third, last place from American League, is not surprising. They overachieved with the rotation in 2015. The pitching rotation was healthy, and this year they were not. And then the hitting lineup really didn't change, so the hitting philosophy didn't really change. So I'm not surprised, and then the whole league figured it out after about two seasons. And I say it again, over and over, and then you cannot go back to the past. But 2015 was a season that Jay should have won the fucking World Series and beat the Royals. And then、uh, the game two in Kansas City, I think that was a game breaker or the series breaker. But yeah,、uh, did they disappoint me? Yeah, they're disappointed. But then again, you know, after whatever ha- it, since the pain came in early in April, I said, "Fuck it, this is done." So it was、uh, less painful going forward. It seems like if I have an MLB at bat for the entire season, like I did in 2013 or this season, it was free from T-Mobile, so I just took it. It seems like they hugely disappoint. So next year I won't get the MLB at bat, even if when it's free, I'll get it later in the season, like Ben Wagner after the trade la- deadline, you know, like I did in 2015 and 16. Although in 2016 they didn't win jack. You know, I talk about that in the sports edition, 
a while back, five and a half or something. It was like Jay's problems, and then I bitch about the Seahawks fans. Go back to that episode, and then uh, you you hear. Uh, should the Jays have traded Donaldson already? No, off season if they trade. Uh, leave it there. How's the no coffee? So as of the this recording's release on August thirty first, it's gonna be three weeks. It's it's good. My my mom thinks my teeth are getting whiter, which is great, but uh, I am miserable. I bleh, I can't even speak. I think I'm 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 craving caffeine from somewhere, which is probably why I'm once a week looking for like Fanta or something, sixty ounce from the work cafeteria. I said, "Fuck, I shouldn't do this," and then like I just take the Fanta or something. But today I said, "Caffeine-free Sierra Mist." I'm taking this. And I mix it with a little bit of Fanta and Pepsi Cherry, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Uh, withdrawal was tough for the first week. And then uh, somebody finally found a nitro cold brew in Michigan, which didn't exist, which is in Rochester, Michigan, in the Oakland University campus. And I'm like, how the fuck is there no nitro coffee? And then, like, I'm off of coffee, and then now they get a nitro coffee, and then the summer is ending. I'm, but uh, it's been good. It's been good. Um, I'm just worried about the sugar intake. And then other, you know, compensation that I'm having, but uh, it's good. I it's it's been good, and then I'm more relaxed. Although I don't sound like that on this podcast, I'm definitely less caffeinated, for sure. Uh, let's see. Take a next question. Can I take your order, please? Yes, yes, I can. You want some shitty chicken? You want some shitty walk? Shitty, shitty beef? There's an inside joke there, and then though. You know who you are, all of you who heard this. Can I take your heart first? Yeah, I just said it. And I'm Korean. I'm not Chinese, so whatever. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, back to a little bit of a basic question. Did you ever have any back-to-school fears? Nah, not really. What would, uh, always in, are these terrible questions? No, they're all good. Uh, how much does one save from cooking and packing lunch versus buying? Uh, I'm experimenting that now. But uh, definitely packing saves a lot of money. Um, I can I can see that unless you shop at Whole Foods and Jeff Bezos didn't give you a fucking discount, then it makes no fucking difference. How many school kid lunches can Mayweather feed from his win last Saturday? Hmm, this is like a Google product manager question. So supposedly, Mayweather made hundred and fifty million dollars. And how many how many how many how many school kid lunches can that buy? So. If you just buy them Lunchables, which is like a dollar, 150 million. 150 million meals. There. There's my answer. There's a scale. If you buy... Nah, I'm not going to go into that. Oh, well, I'll do it. If you could just get a dollar menu, like buy buy them like four, you know, McDoubles or something like I used to eat, which is like probably like $4, 150 million divided by four, still a gazillion million. So there's the answer. Oh, back to a little bit of a sports question. This is more recent news. How will Torontonians react to Air Canada Center being changed to Scotiabank Arena? And then what was the other? I saw I saw a similar question. What do I think about the whole everything in Canada being named, all the sports arenas being named after Scotiabank or Rogers? So yeah, if you didn't hear, I just found this out like an hour and a half ago. The Air Canada Center, where the Toronto Raptors, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Rock played, uh. Change the name. The, the the it was uh it it was the original name Air Canada Center, in Toronto, and then they changed the name today, and then they say they'll update the name next year, twenty eighteen July, starting next year it will be called the Scotia Bank Arena, 
And I was confused for a second. I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Wasn't there a Scotiabank Center in, like, Ottawa? Oh, wait, it's called the Canadian Tire Center now. Wait, so what the fuck? And then, like, and then we went into this conference. So pretty much, like, yeah, they took the corporate money. And then, like, they needed money, you know? Then, then there's, there's no such thing as not enough money, you know, right? So MLSC, the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, the entity of Rogers and Bell at this point, they took the money. And then just rename the thing. And, people, you know, I was like, it's same as Skydome name changing to Rogers Center. You know, we'll get used to it. But uh, Torontonians, they're angry right now. I'm angry right now. And some of them says, like, why can't they call it a Scotiabank Leafs Garden or, like, Scotiabank Garden of sorts? And I'm like, you know what? They're not going to do that. I think the only closest thing that they did that in a corporate arena naming is probably Boston when they had the TD Garden. Instead of a fleet center, it used to be. And then they brought up back the Boston Garden name back a little bit. So that was a nice touch to it. But yeah, people will be outraged, but then we'll get used to it and then we'll move on because corporations run the fucking world. All right, more questions. Back to politics. What do you think about this whole PC nonsense? I advise you to go back and listen to the episode 13 that I mentioned earlier. I can't vote, so I'm leaving. So I talk about the whole political correctness thing. Uh, it is the fact that you laid it out as a whole PC nonsense. You already made up your mind. I think it's a nonsense too, or rather, it's not a priority item. It's not something we should be raised about. And then, you know, just correcting people is not going to solve the bigotry. You need to educate the people. Where is the like? What do people misunderstand about gender or certain? You know, pejorative terms or certain mindset, like certain terms. Where, where is or certain pronouns? Give us the fucking backstory before you get angry, and then help people educate. Otherwise, people are gonna have this like, you fucking elitist, like, you fucking liberace, fuck you. And then like, just like reject you, and then you know, go vote for Trump. So uh, I think that it's a, it's rather than a nonsense. I think it's wrongly prioritized. Best city to live in in the world to live in. I can't answer that. I I don't know. I I'm never happy. So every city I live in at that moment, I don't like it. And then after I leave, I go like, yeah, it's not that bad. But um, I think Toronto area is pretty good, given that it's not America yet. It's got the diversity and then the variety and the multiculturalism and uh, what's that word Trudeau used? Plurality. That you know. That we don't see so often around the world. So I think Toronto's pretty good at the moment. Uh, why are all of us single? I, <laughs> I I didn't know that this question was here. I don't know what us is, but um, you know what? It's it's a uh, it's a mind over matter. I'll just leave it at there. And then you go like, ah, fuck you, BK. Like, don't give me that higher higher than thou answer. It's like, yeah, you know what? You know why are all of us single? Well, actually. Well, if you are single, and then I, I know some of these people are not single. Well, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Look at yourself in the mirror and be like, do, do you want to be single? Or like, are you okay with a single life? To be honest, I'm perfectly fine. I'm enjoying my life. I have other priorities at the moment. It's not something on my whatever cap right now. It's like, I got to get married and have kids. Some people already have that on their mind track. Their biological clock is ticking. I don't. I don't. I don't give a fuck. So... Yeah, that that's me. So I, that's my why. Like I I like the freedom right now. Uh, you I don't know. And then other people who ask that question all of a sudden and don't feel depressed. It's okay, but it's mind over matter. Uh, okay to marry not for love. 
Wow. Uh, that's another hard question. Uh, contextual, circumstantial. <laughs> uh, the poppycock Cinderella answer is no. It's not okay to marry if it's not for love. You gotta love. <laughs> but. Uh no, why would you get lumped into something that you're not gonna emotionally get invested and then you know financially maybe damaged afterwards? I think for from that reason, I don't think it's okay. Like if you're not gonna be emotionally happy, and then it's like yeah, but if for what about the gold diggers? Like yeah, no, like that's not that's not that's a lot of process and headache afterwards if you're just thinking about ditching after acquiring the money. Mm. Dogs or cats? Dogs. And can you tell someone if do- if someone is a dog or a cat? What the fuck does that question mean? If if can I tell so- if I if someone is a dog person or a cat person? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I I it's very hard for me to answer these questions. Like, can I tell someone just in general? Like, I gotta see the person and then talk, then get the gist of it, then go from there. Then how do you know? I was like, I don't know. It's just my gut feeling. From then on, and then uh, it's uh, it, and then not everyone. It's because I cannot give a general answer because not everyone who's shy is a cat person, or everyone who's like indoors is a cat person. Every girl loves a cat because cats are cute and cat videos are such a c- catchy thing. And then not everyone outdoorsy and active are dog people, you know. Although a lot of them do have dogs, so you know, um, and not everyone's an animal activist. So I cannot put that in a general sense. I gotta be. Uh, I could probably tell and then ask that as a brain teaser question. But yeah, probably, probably. How to propagate? How to propagate gays but ban lesbos? I don't know what the fuck that question means. I don't know. Propagate gays but ban lesbos. I thought it was ass backwards. I thought the lesbians are like a cool thing, and then like, girl, what do you call it? The bisexuals are more accept socially accepted than the guy bisexuals and gay people. But then again, there's a gay mafia, right? So who the hell knows? I don't want to answer that. I I don't know. I don't know what this question means. So I pass. All right, back to the sports question a little bit. Are the Dodgers going to choke again in the playoffs despite their crazy run? Yes, I think they will. Uh, did I answer these questions? Scotiabank, Rogers, Fan News. Why? Well, you know what? I didn't answer the Rogers thing. I don't know because Rogers and Scotiabank are the only companies left in Canada. Why? So the question is, why are there so many Scotiabank and Rogers venues in Canada? Those are the only corporations left in Canada. Bell, Rogers, Molson, Scotiabank. There was BlackBerry until they collapsed. So. It's. I think it's a lack of the high tier corporation, and then that's where the limited corporation funding and all that comes in for Olympics and other things, which is sad, sad, sad. And then a lot of them get bought, get merged, uh, you know, from American company, foreign company, so on and so forth. Especially technology companies. So I find that sad, sad. And then, you know, Canada runs on money. That's all I can say. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go off of the tangent a little bit, off from sports, and then the venue questions. I got a whole bunch of wrestling questions. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's go from here. What's going to happen to Enzo Amore? So Enzo Amore, uh, this is a bit of an insider talk, but uh, he's either going to figure it out in the Cruiserweight show, the 205 Live, or he's he's just going to suffer. I think WWE right now is just like 
putting him in the bad spot to say that if you perform and if you can walk the talk or whatever that shit, or you're just a talker. And then if he can survive whatever bad situation he's in, just talking shit in the backstage to got him into this uh, precarious position, he's going to walk out on his own. He, he, he's hanging out with all these rappers and going to the fucking Mayweather McGregor fight, putting down his $10,000 ticket. He doesn't give a shit. This guy has no, you know, he's a good manager in wrestling. If he, He's a good talker in wrestling, but he's a terrible wrestler, wrestling in the ring. So, and then I don't think his interests are there in wrestling from what I hear. So I think he's going to leave, but in a year. Uh, will the Undertaker ever return to WWE? Uh, I suggest that you go back and listen to my episode 34 and a half, which we cover with good old friend Mark G about the second half of the WrestleMania, which includes a Roman Reigns and Undertaker. Uh, will he ever return? Uh, I take that if the question is if Undertaker will ever get back into the ring competing in a match. No, and I hope not. The guy is 54 with a bad hip. Like John Cena said last night. Um, but uh, he'll come back in the Hall of Fame. And then Vince McMahon should have given a speech. He's the greatest gimmick. Greatest character uh, anyone in wrestling ever created. Like, you know, everyone knows who the fuck The Undertaker is. If you're listening to this and you're not a wrestling fan, you still know who The Undertaker is. That's how long the gimmick lasted. Over 25 years. Since 1991, 92 or some shit. You know, and then that guy transcended, and then that guy, as a Mark Calloway, as a human being, was the Undertaker, and then he sold that, sold that character, and then he was that character. So yes, he'll be back, but as a Hall of Fame thing, but not in a competing. Will Roman Reigns return to the Shield? Uh, yes, I think they're saving it, although they're doing a half-ass two-third reunion right now with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, which is okay. But yeah, they will. I think they will. I th- I think they they need to just push through Roman and then get this stupid Roman Reigns is gonna be the next John Cena storyline out of the way. But uh, yes, they will reunite. But that's a money thing. You cannot blow that off. All right, back to the little bit of politics slash sports. I, and I said I would cover this, and somebody asked, so thank you. What do I think about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation? Um. All right, I already went over time, but who gives a shit? It's an anniversary show. I I think it's ridiculous that this guy is not signed and then everybody's just walking on eggshells talking about this and then like everyone's going it's a football reason it's a football reason it's like no it's not a football reason I'll probably cover more football stuff next week you know when the college football and NFL is about to kick off like I did last year it's an annual thing but um I think it's absolutely despicable and I think it's absolutely dishonest and these white billionaires are all just like caving in to whatever their Republican beliefs. And if they're not Republicans, they're just caving into each other's pressure. And then whatever. Oh, we don't want the media circus. And I'm like, yeah. And having Ray Rice punching a woman or like having that fucking punter out of the New York Giants, you know, having gazillion accusations, it's not a fucking problem. You know, like those aren't distractions or media circus. And Colin Kaepernick is. And I'm like, if you cannot handle real issues, then you're just a pussy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're just a pussy. So, and then the fact that like, yo, but he wasn't that much of a good player. And I'm like, dude, you're telling me that Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jay Cutler, Geno Smith, fucking 
uh, what was his name? Because the, there are a gazillion secondary and tertiary and even the fourth quarterbacks in this league that, that, that got signed over Kaepernick. Like, you can name dozens, okay, that are in the league still in the team's depth chart. That Kaepernick had way better season than all of them. Yet this guy doesn't even get a mid- league minimum. Come on, you know why he's not signed. And then, yeah, certain teams, whatever, like, oh, they already have positions filled up. You know what? Quarterbacks get hurt. And then the offensive lines in the league generally are pretty fucking bad outside the Dallas Cowboys. Even the Dallas Cowboys, their O-lines are great for the rushers. Tony Romo got hurt, and now you got Dak Prescott. So quarterbacks are going to get hurt because quarterbacks are the only ones that get paid, and no one's getting paid in the O-line. So they're going to get hurt, and somebody's going to get signed. Oh, in the Colts even, fucking my team. Like, we don't want Kaepernick. And then, like, you know, fucking Andrew Luck's not coming back. And you got Scott Tolzian. Are you fucking kidding me? Why am I following this team still? So, it, it, it's completely the political reasons that he's not signed. Blackballed? I don't know. But everyone's just looking over their shoulder. And they're like, you're going to do it? You're going to do it? If you're going to do it, like, I, you're going to make me look... You're going to make me look bad, you know? Like, so each every owner is, like, kind of looking across the eye. I think Kaepernick's going to get signed when the quarterbacks start going down or, like, some quarterbacks are ridiculously bad that they cannot perform. Then he's going to get signed. So he'll be signed, but the fact that he's not signed at this stage, in the OTAs, offseason, minicamps, it's fucking ridiculous. And, you know, and I, I, I am pissed because this is just billionaires and, and then just... It, this is a systematic problem. No one's going to step up. This is a league that, like the Pittsburgh Steelers who had like Art Rooney who put the Rooney rule, you know, and then Al Davis, no matter how, you know, ridiculous as he was as an owner, God, he had the fucking balls to have a first Latin American quarterback and a first African American head coach. And then the all thug team, I don't care. You had these owners in 50s, 60s, 70s who broke those barriers when they needed to. And then now we get to the 2021st century. We're going backwards. And these guys are just looking over their billions and talking about, well, we don't want to deal with the media circus. And, well, we don't want a bad reaction from fans. You know what? People, imagine, can you imagine that happening with Jackie Robinson or like any other black players that are coming into the uh, AFL, NFL in the 1940s, 30s? You know, fans were having backlash too. That's not the right thing. Somebody's got to stand up for the f- freedom of speech and all that. And then somebody's going to have to live up to it, you know? So to me, these billionaires are all fucking pussies. If I were a billionaire, I would never run an organization that way. And you probably heard me saying this in other occasions too. You know, when there's a bathroom bill, you know, just pull the money out of a city or something like you know, like nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment with this and then, you know, integrate into these conservative societies and you know do my utmost as a company because that's the corporate citizenship I like to preach. You know? It's like, yeah, but you're costing money. It's not all about the money. You know? Freak fuck these people, man. Like fuck these billionaires. Like I'm gonna watch I'm I know I'm gonna watch NFL. I'm gonna talk about this next week again after one year. But I'm definitely going to watch less football. I'm going to do something else. This is ridiculous to me. And then all these fans, too, that are like, oh, no. It's like, I notice that only people that respond to, like, ESPN stories with their Facebook account or Twitter and all that shit, aside from the Liberazzi's or 
trolls like me just like fucking want to see the reaction out of people that give serious answers are fucking idiots, fucking mouth breathing, neck beard, fat fucks who haven't ran five minutes in their lives just comment commenting on this shit like fuck Kaepernick, fuck fuck him, fuck that, you know, fuck him, shoot him for treason, arrest his ass, and I'm like, like you give shit about the country. You really give a shit about the country. You don't like him because just what? Because he has an afro? Because he kneeled down in some artificial ceremony that no one really gives shit about? If he really gave shit about the country and all that and the veterans and all that, hell, VA wouldn't be in the shape it's in. Hell, we wouldn't have this many homeless people. Hell, we wouldn't be in a war that we're in right now if you know why we have the veterans that we have. Hell, you wouldn't have the defense spending that we have. Hell, we wouldn't have all these Republican people spending money on things that's causing more veterans and then having artificial fake wars just to get the economy going and constant conflict that never ends. So, fuck these fans too. Somebody needs to stand up and say it. You know, yeah, fuck these people. Fuck the fuck the sports fans. And I'm a sports fan too. It's like fuck it. Now I see where some people are like, fuck sports. Hey, yeah, fuck fuck sports. <laughs> and I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> I, I do notice I, I say I hate going to sporting events because you get all the fucking trashes come out. Like you know, and then like you know, white trash cholo gang, whatever thugs. I don't give a shit. The worst kinds of people come out. It's like and then the fucking what are, what are the what's the actually the forty ers GM say? He said, sports is supposed to unite people, you know, not divide people like, you know, maybe Kaepernick did. Motherfucker, look at the sports fans that you're talking to. Yes, they spend the money, and they will still spend the money despite what the fuck you say. So either wake the fuck up. John Lynch, either wake the fuck up or get the tampon out of your fucking man pussy and then stand up for yourself. Jesus Christ. So... Fuck sports fans. They're all idiots. That's why I, like sports ra- radios are stupid. Although it's good for learning English, listening to conversational English and all that shit like I did. But yeah. So anyways, that was a long answer to a topical thing that I talked about a year ago. It came back. But uh, anyways, holy shit, I went a little long. Well, there are a lot of questions I had to cover. And then a Kaepernick thing that just triggered me. But I'm in a good mood. And then uh, thank you for making one, one year great. And then I hope... Again, I say it about fourth or fifth time. I hope it prospers further and further. And Apple and other medium like Spotify give a better metric for podcasts so I know if I'm doing a good job or not. Hell, rate, subscribe, by the way, for all you all you listeners out there. You know, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, whatever pod thing you're using. Spotify, I'm working on it. Working on it. It'll be there. It'll be fantastic. And then um, hopefully everybody in Houston is all right. I personally don't know anyone in Houston. I know people in Austin and San Antonio and all those Dallas surrounding area. So hope y'all all right. Um, you know it's 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 fucking disaster. And then uh, you know it it, it I always, it's gonna rain more. So I hey so am I gonna donate money? I like I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll figure something out. Yeah, I, did I donate for Katrina? I was in high school. I think I was part of a fundraising activity. But, you know, fucking companies should figure it out. You know, like 60% of the house residents didn't have a flood insurance and all that. I was like, oh, how much of a Houston is a flood risk? And then, you know, stop covering the 
before and after shit talk about why the storm happened the way it happened it's nature what are you gonna do no 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 there's more to it we know this and then what could we do to prevent this to prevent another not have another gulf of mexico disaster this is like this is becoming a decade thing now so 2028 2024 you know who knows houston was a saving grace for new orleans everybody from new orleans relocated to houston and then i'm sure people who move there are you know they're like fuck this is happening again and then like now you're where you gotta go are you gonna go you know fucking mississippi somewhere are you gonna go to corpus christi what what the fuck are you gonna do like you cannot mig are people gonna migrate away from the gulf of mexico now and just have a gas oil rigs left and right you gotta talk about the cause here man and then you gotta talk about the cause nobody talks about the cause same for the white these protesters and then all the Political correctness, inefficiency of it. Nobody talks about the cause. Weather disaster. Nobody talks about the cause. So that's what I'm trying to do. And if you heard all these episodes, yeah, you know, even the whatever, Snapchat and all that shit. I try to talk about the cause, causality, trace back what might have happened. So and and then it just could be my view. You might agree, you might disagree. But you know what? Hell, that's why. And then my views ever change too. Anyways, thanks for listening. Holy shit, 45 minutes. That's that's long. But uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great rest of the summer, remaining dates of the summer. And then uh, be safe. Barbecue safe. You know, do all that shit. And then uh, we'll be back after the Labor Day Monday. Probably record this uh, Labor Day post Labor Day Tuesday. Back to school for many of the East Coast people in the Midwest. So uh, if, you're, if you're a student still listening to this, hey, enjoy the last bits of the summer. And then be ready. If you're back in school already, it'll be all right. You, you're you're still, you're not doing shit, man. It's still early. You're not gonna you're not gonna have a pop quiz or midterm already. Then if you do, you're you're in an anal school, I must say. And then the college degree, college grades, it doesn't matter. I'll be honest. It just matters for the first thing. But uh, it doesn't mean don't study. All right. It comes from a mediocre student. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. And then uh, we'll keep going. Sending questions. Okay. My Twitter. What a show. All one word. What a show. And then the email, aa-show at outlook.com. Email is aa-show at outlook.com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Send comments, rate, do whatever. Send me more questions. Maybe we'll do this again. It was a special one-year anniversary edition. And then uh, send me some suggestions for AA. I'm running out of AA acronyms, man. So, or song suggestions. Anyways, thanks. And see you next week.